Paul Mort talks shit with author, fellow Harbour Collins author, actually, Baker Extraordinaire, Miss Lucy Lord. I thoroughly enjoy this. I like talking to an old friend. I've known Lucy uh, for a couple of years now, but I've actually never met her, although she insists that we met two years ago at an event in Barcelona. However, um, she was either really drunk and it didn't happen, um, or... I wasn't drunk when I was there, so um, it must have been unmemorable. I'm pretty convinced that it didn't happen. However, you're going to love this podcast. Really relaxed, really chill, really fun. Uh, we talk about baggy routines. We talk about getting baked. Uh, we talk about all sorts of cool shit. Enjoy it. Lucy Lord, uh, welcome to... Uh, I can't believe my, that's on there. Can you? No, uh, welcome to Paul Moore Talks Shit. Um, are you excited? Yeah, I am. Thank a little you bit very nervous. much for having me. No. You know. no, I feel good. No, I feel like you're a friend. <laughs> Should I be nervous? Well, I've got some questions written down that may make you nervous. Okay, that's I'm fine. not sure. I'm the first one was going to be that whole thing of watch your story because I thought this morning that me and you had only met, that I thought we'd never met in person. And then you said we have. I think we have. I'm just assuming I we have. I don't know if I feel bad about that or not. Because you were at IFS. I wasn't pissed. Well, I was there in body. I wasn't so you... there in soul. Because oh, I was okay. quite pissed. Oh, well, you're... So I think, <laughs> I think we've met before. I'm just assuming we have. All right, have. well, it's nice to meet you for the second time. Or maybe first. Uh, Lucy Lord, I'll tell you what I'd want to know. Me, me first question just is story, question mark. I feel like I was pissed when I wrote that. What's your fucking story? Do I have a story? Do you have a story? I mean, it sounds boring in my head, but... Does I suppose, it? Yeah, I suppose well, well tell me this. Like, what are you doing in London right now? Well, I've come, to, I've come down for a week. Um, for James's event on Friday, and then you'd invited me here. Yeah. So I'll, so I'll stay until Monday. Yeah. And where do you live now? Like, I, I thought you lived here. No, so I've, <laughs> I've never lived in London. Really? No, never. I used to work in London a little bit, right. but um, I've never lived here. I'm living just outside of Cheltenham at the moment. I'm in the country at the who, moment. Who do I know that lives in Cheltenham? Frankie Foster lives in Cheltenham. Frank, uh, yeah, so I knew, I know All Frankie. All those Ch- Frankie. Yeah, 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 I know Frankie. I, I knew when, you, when I saw Cheltenham, I was like, I'm sure I'm Frankie and Alex live there. Yeah. Race courses there. Yep. Is that where you were is that where you were brought up? No, not at all. So I moved to Cheltenham uh just after university. So I went to uni in Hartbury in, Gl- in Gloucestershire, which is like a sporting you're smiling right. as okay. if you know I what know it where, is. No, or, I don't know where any of these places it's, are. It's uh, it's like a sporting uni. Okay. So that's where I met James. Okay. And um but I grew up in the Middle East and in Scotland. What? Yeah. All right, you are a Lucy Lord Globetrotter. So you grew up in the Middle East. Yeah, in Oman. Really? Yeah. Shit, is that where your dad had a job or? Yeah, so he was working in oil and gas. Yeah. So they, uh, my mom and dad got married when they were like 21, 22, mm. which seems really young now. Yeah. And uh, they moved to Brunei first in Malaysia yeah. and then the Middle East, Oman. Brunei is quite a funny word, aren't they? Yeah. It's and... quite a funny word, isn't it? Yeah, and then they stayed out there. Then we moved to Holland. And then when I was, I think, seven, we moved to Scotland. Jeez. And so I went to school in Scotland. Yeah. So I've got a bit of a mongrel accent. Yeah. Um, so I went to school in Scotland, then came down to England for university, mm-hmm. and then just stayed stayed down that way, really. What did you do at university? Uh, just a sporting science. 
yeah, sporting science. And I wanted to go to uni where I could bring uh, my horses down with me because I was competing quite heavily. Ah, in that okay. Stuff. So we had the whole horse thing going so on we, as well. We had the whole horse thing going on. Yeah. And then after uni, I thought, I'm not going to be able to make a career from this where I can make money. Mm-hmm. So you I never thought of polo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd fit in in the policy. <laughs> Mate, me and Smith had a conversation when we went to Ramses the other week and he was telling me about polo and I was like, I didn't even know that world existed. Yeah, I still, I don't know much about that world. It's mad. So that's not the world I grew up in. So we didn't do the, we decided to, I don't want to say bend the horses off because that sounds a little bit harsh. <laughs> it's kind but... of what happened. It was like, I'm not going to be able to make money from yeah, this. Yeah. And so what do I want to do? And mm-hmm. it wasn't that I had some really nice competing horses, so I thought it's not fair to keep them, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm not going to use them. So I sold them and then moved to Birmingham for a year randomly. I uh, got a job in pharmaceutical sales, which I worked really, really hard to try and squeeze my way into. And mm-hmm. I did. And I said, I will move anywhere you want. Anywhere. I don't have any friends down in England, but I will move anywhere you want. Really? And they literally pointed at a map and said, right, Birmingham. And I thought, great. So I lived there for a year just mm-hmm. by myself. So pharmaceutical sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've heard this multiple times because that could be... Um, there's a lot of pharmaceutical sellers in my town. <laughs> what kind of pharmaceuticals? Uh, veterinary pharmaceuticals. Oh, so veterinary pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So yeah. like MDMA and that. So like ketamine and stuff <laughs> like that. It's yeah, ketamine, anesthetics. Not MDMA. <laughs> uh, anesthetics was, was my speciality. Yeah. And how long did you do that for? Um, I've only just stopped doing it about four months ago. That's what I thought. So yeah. that was a so quite was a long a career. 10, 11 year career. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And that's, so that's what you did. So you went from Birmingham to Australia? No, so I went from Birmingham. Um, I was there for about a year and then mm. I thought, I'm not, I don't know anybody here. Like I could, I didn't meet any friends because yeah. you work, you cover like an area essentially. Mm. So you get given a car, nice salary, all of that stuff. And were you okay with all of that? Yeah, I was happy as Larry. Bit of an introvert. Really? Yeah, bit of an introvert. So yeah. um, it was, I was in a good, I was in a good kind of space mentally for yeah. it. Uh, but didn't make any friends, didn't yeah. do anything. So after yeah. a year, I was like, right, I should probably, I should probably, you know, get out a bit. And yeah. so Cheltenham, just down the road, mm-hmm. is um, I knew from university. I had a couple of friends down there, yeah. and so I thought, well, I might as well just just move down there. And so I did, and then stayed there for four years, and then went to Sydney for five years. So did Sydney? Was Sydney in the same kind of company? Uh, no, so I started at a really small French veterinary pharmaceutical company in the UK and then got headhunted and kind of moved around a bit. And then I worked for uh, Pfizer or their veterinary side mm-hmm. in Australia. So that's the big, the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went over to Australia being like, I am never working in pharmaceutical sales again. I hate it. I hate my life. Yeah. I hate that it's a soul sucking. It's this, it's that. Yeah. Moved to Australia, worked just in retail in a so little lemon the, store. What was the shift then, Lucy? between liking it and then hating it well what i but came did anything happen in particular or what i came to realize is that it's not that i hated the job it's that i hated aspects around the job so my life around the job i hated how i was in the job i hated my kind of environment it wasn't so much the job that i hated yeah. it was everything else that i hated around that mm-hmm. and so i moved to australia worked in just a retail lululemon store and then in a cafe like whole foods store just wiping down tables and serving food was having the time of my life living in a hostel and then i thought well i want to stay in australia and the only way i can stay in australia is through a, a sponsored visa so I thought, oh, I'll dip my toe back into the pharmaceutical game if I can, yeah. which I could because they're a little bit behind in industry. So yeah. if you come from the UK, they think you are like gold dust. 
Really? Because you're 10 years ahead, yeah, in, in most industries. Shit. Yeah, so in veterinary, in medical, in most industries, they think nah. if you come from the UK, you are gold dust. So I got Shit. snapped up over there. And That's then, like when you go on holiday and you meet birds <laughs> and you've got an accent like ours. Like, oh, see Geordie Shaw. See why I. See Biker Grove. Exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. They snap you up. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, and so I, I, I stayed there and then I came to learn that like I don't actually hate the job and I've never hated the job, but I hated the environment that I was putting myself yeah. in and I, I really I didn't like myself And did that become even before. more apparent when you were in Australia? What, that I didn't? I wasn't, that, you hate, that you didn't like that? No, that became apparent before I moved. And I could have moved to Albania. I could have moved to, I, I, don't, I didn't care. I'd never yes. been to Australia before. It wasn't about Australia for yeah. me. I'd never been. I had no friends there. Yeah. It was just about escaping um, the environment that I was in. That's all it was. And then you went, but then you went back into it. And then I went back into it to get my visa. Yes. And then I was like, oh, do you know what? Actually, I don't hate this job. I, I'm good at it. I'm not saying that it's my passion yes, or my purpose yes. or anything like that, but I thought, you know, what? I'm good at it. It's got all of these advantage points. Yeah. So I thought, whilst I figure out what I'm doing with my life, I'll stick in it. Yeah. And I could have happily done that for another 20 years. Really? Yeah, well, I, I could have happily stuck in that kind of comfortable yeah. spot of, do you know what? I'm on a good salary. I've got a car. I've got yeah. this. I've got that. And yeah. in one of the most beautiful places in the world, yeah. I could happily have stayed in that. But it, it was this, there was no kind of internal fire. Mm. There was no passion burning. There was no purpose for it. It was, you know, James said something to me about three years ago, which was, do you do this job because you're good at it or do you do it because you really want to? Yeah. And I was like, well, given the choice, I wouldn't wake up and do it. Mm. So, yeah. So then, <laughs> this fucking, I've got road down there. I've literally just wrote, how cooking? What the fuck? A good question, because like, I still don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> so the shift for you is, and this is, this is the most I know about you from following online is that you love fucking baking shit. Yeah. Like you love baking shit. I just shit. love, I love. Has that always been a thing or was it a thing that came about at a certain time? I've always loved food and I've loved the experience that it brings. It brings people together. I've loved, you know, if you go to a wedding, if you go to a birthday, if the food's shit, the, the entire event is shit, really, isn't it? It's, I, it's all about the food. Yes. And um, I've always loved food, but I didn't actually know how to cook until I was early 20s after university. Um, yeah, didn't know how to cook. I still don't know how. <laughs> I'm 41. I still don't know. How. I still burn toast. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, didn't Dr. Know... John Demartini would say it's not that you don't know how to cook, Paul. It's not high on your list yeah, of values. And that's fine. When people turn around, they're like, "Oh, no offense, mate, but I don't like cooking. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind you, but I don't mind cooking." I'm like, "That's absolutely fine. Yeah, that's fine. How boring would it be if everyone liked the same shit in the world? Everyone like everyone be fucking chefs. Exactly. I'd have no bloody job <laughs> or this job that I've made up now." <laughs> So I just, it's just something that I really enjoyed. And uh, like, I was always finding an excuse to bake a cake because yeah. it's, it's my way of like, uh, it's creating and it's my way of connecting with people, connecting with things. So I'd always be looking for a way to bake a cake. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of became a joke. It was someone's birthday. It was some kind of event or you're celebrating a divorce or celebrating whatever. And I'd always turn it into an excuse yeah. to bake a cake. Yeah. And then it just started being something that I would happily spend time doing over other things. And mm -hmm. it become became for me one of those things where you know like they call flow state and you lose yourself in it mm -hmm. you lose time you don't want to pick up your phone that for me is what it is what it became and uh, yeah slowly over time I just built a website and off the back of that got interest from friends and publishers who were yeah. like you could probably do something with this yeah. and then 
earlier this year was like, oh, I feel like my time is kind of split between these two different things. This yeah. is the job I'm getting paid to do and the job I would love to be paid to do. And outside of that, I don't really have any time. So I'm living in the most beautiful spot on Bondi Beach, like couldn't be closer to the beach. Yeah. And I'm looking at the beach. I'm like, I don't spend any time there because I'm inside the kitchen. And so I'm going to have to choose... Or I don't oh, have so to choose one or the other. Then, yeah, I'm working. Yeah. I'm, I'm using that to pay for this hobby that I love. Yes. And not really having much time outside of it. And I thought, I've been in this situation before. How long were you fucking cooking for? Like? Oh, hours. I could do it for hours. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I could do it for hours. And I was doing all these events on the side. So it's it's the it's the creating the recipe that takes a long time. Yeah. It's like you have an idea. So what's your favorite food? Like what's your favorite bake, for example? My favorite bake? Mate, Toward that's the, the first time I've ever been asked that question. What's your favourite This cake? also reminds us of a story that I've told in this podcast before, whereas one time I did bake some brownies um, oh. with weed in them. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die. Mm. Yeah. You've got to be careful with it. I thought I legit thought I was going to die. Leslie still has nightmares about it because she was there as well. Oh. I, it was, uh, that was insane. What's my favourite bake? Mate, do you know? If you were, I love if a you bake were, well tart. Okay, bake well tart. But I've never had a homemade bake well tart. Well then, you're missing out. I've had the Mr. Kiplins with a little with fake cherry on it. Are they fake they're them cherries? Good. I think they're like dips in enough sugar to make them Gla- fake. <laughs> Glacier <laughs> cherries. Glacier That's what they're called, That's isn't it? That's it, yeah. yeah. But like say if a bake well tart and I sat down and I thought, right, I want to make a bake well tart. It's not the actual baking that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. It's the trying to create it and put your own spin on it. And so you wouldn't just take... I wouldn't just be like, oh, Mary Berry's got one. I'll I was going to call you like a young it. Mary Berry. No, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I, love I would Mary. take that as well. Or a young, what's her face, that weird one? Who's the weird one? Nigella. Oh, Nigella. yeah, Nigella she's Lawson. Like, yeah, she's like Mary Berry, but just says sexy words all the time, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. I remember once she was using these, oh, they're like little jewels. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, it's a fucking seed, man. Come on. Yeah, so a, a, a Nigella or a Mary Berry, I wouldn't just take their recipe yeah. and then be like, well, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, you've got to put your own spin on it. You've got to put your own footprint on it, really. Yeah. And so that's what that? takes how the time. So I, t- I tend to think about three different things, color, texture, taste, uh, how it looks is really important to me. So yes. I tend to eat with my eyes. You do so, have, I do notice your presentation skills. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, because that takes ages. Uh, but like Gordon <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's burger that you went to the Ooh, other day, yeah. you look yeah. at his Instagram page. I'm and legit it's, still full of it yeah, from yeah, yesterday. The burgers are like, you want to eat them just by looking at yeah. them. So yeah. I try and think of how do I want this recipe to come across? How do I want people to taste it, enjoy it? What do I want to feel like after I've eaten it? Mm. And then I work backwards and build a recipe up from that base. Yes. And that's what takes the time. Because then you try it, it and you think that was shit. Or you try it again and you're like, oh, it was good. Do you have those but it's ones not great. where... Every time. Really? Nothing, very rarely does anything is a one-hit wonder. Really? Yeah, very rarely. Shit. Yeah. And then I'm like, is so this you, bake Do you still well? eat it though? I still eat it. And that's that's <laughs> the point. Like, what's taste test it, don't I? Yeah, but if it's not that good, this would be me 100%. If it's not that good, and you've had like two bites yeah. and you've made a full tray bake. Is that, you, is that your thing? Would you say tray bakes are really your thing? Uh, uh, That's if, what I would know you for. If I chose to make something for someone, it would usually be a bake. A bake, yeah. Yeah, a tray bake or a cake So or if a couple of bites of the tray bake are yeah. shit, yeah. what do you do with the rest of the tray, do you? So I always cook in small batches when I'm testing ah, because I don't like throwing away stupid, food. She's not as stupid as me. But... <laughs> But even if it's still shit, if it's shit for me, yeah. I'll test it on people to see if it's shit for them. <laughs> and then I also need to question, like, is this cherry bake well shit because it's shit? Or is it just that I've had 18 bites already? 
Yes. And is that what it is? Yes. So. So you become the feeder friend. You become the feeder friend. Yeah. yeah. And I become the fed as well. So, but I'll have like, if I'm making, like I made last week, I'm working on a curry recipe at the moment. And so curry serves six, for example. And so I've got five, five portions of curry in my fridge. I'll have it for breakfast. I'll have it for lunch. I'll have it for dinner. I have no, I have no qualms about that. Here's a random fact about South Shields. We have a one mile strip in South Shields that has over 30 curry houses on it. Oh, do you? Yeah. You I love a good curry. Someone opens one up. I'm like, why the fuck would you? If you had a curry shop, like this one mile, can't understand why anyone would open a curry shop next door. That's like a good in, market. In between like 17, 18 others. It's strange that, isn't it? That's a good market, I suppose. Yeah. So when are you going to start doing videos about these? Or do you do them? What videos about? Because one thing I've noticed. Oh, God. One thing I have noticed about Lucy's cooking and her demos. The photos are amazing, right? Yeah. The photos are amazing. Yeah. But I never really see videos. Of what, the behind the scenes? Or... No, like I, may, I might see a video of something coming out of the oven. Yeah. Or something getting chopped. Oh, I don't know if you've done this, actually. You may never have done this. You know that thing that people do where they take a fork and they open the poached egg? I don't think I've ever seen you do that. Yolk porn. I feel like yolk everyone's porn. got everyone's got yolk porn though, don't they? So it is a little bit. I'm samey. a bit like it's a bit samey. It is very samey. I do. I, I quite like. So I quite like the entire experience yes. of cooking. So for me, I'll have a podcast on the background or mm-hmm. Spotify playlist, mm-hmm. and so I quite like making little reels or videos of of a recipe from start to finish. Yes. As you can imagine, it's quite difficult when it might not be any good. Yes. You know, so I need to yes. test the recipe to make sure that I'm really happy with it before yes. sharing it. And then I'll make it again Do and video it. you know what I mean it. by video? Oh, no, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, you, someone with a camera oh, on you, right, you yeah. go and you take this and you pour I that thought, in there. Do you do them? No, I thought you meant <gasps> like a like a like like an overhead bird looking down at my no, hands. No, no, I mean like someone, would you do one? Would you do them? It makes me feel a bit sick. So in that case, I would probably have to do one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it might be this thing that you did for like this supper club thing yep. that you do. Yeah, do I thought club. it must be. Uh, uh, I thought that's what supper club was. No, like I joined you live. Yeah, right. Or I watched a video and yep. a, a cook along with Lucy Lord. Yeah. So we haven't done that yet. Not really. I've done a few cook alongs, but usually like, like in person cook alongs, like in, um, like uh, online events, yeah. and I'll do them and I'll have the camera facing my face, yes. which I am not. I I don't feel very comfortable with. I'll say hello, uh, your no, little friend. <laughs> <laughs> and that one, and that one. <laughs> there are a lot of cameras in here so i don't i'm not that good i'm not not i'm not that good but i don't feel comfortable unlike the majority of my friends so i feel like i gravitate towards the the extroverts and the yeah. loud people and the ones who are like that's what they're into and yeah. i'm much happier behind the shadows like yeah. tucked away just yeah. behind the camera as opposed to in front of it but i've done a couple of those yeah. And I should probably do more because they make me feel uncomfortable. So it's probably something good for me to do. There might be only uncomfortable for the first few, for the yeah. first couple. Yeah. Yeah. It's like podcasts I used to I used to oh, feel, feel like sweating coming on. Really? Them. Yeah. 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 I used to. And now I don't because it's just chatting. Because you've done loads. Because I've done a few. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So my thing is, do you, and I've, I've, I've circled this, right? Do you think cooking is a thing? that anybody that wants to stay on top of their mental health is great for them? Is it useful for them? Or do you think... That's what I, that's the vibe that I get from you. You mm. do it because you fucking love it. And it helps you stay on top. 
of your mental health. Mm, it does, yeah. It's it's my for me personally, it's my connection with further looking after myself, yeah. looking after other people, it's yes. giving back, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. But for me, I feel like food and cooking and baking is just my modality. Yeah. Do you know you that's exactly what So if you turn around to me and you were like, I but Lucy, I don't like cooking. Fucking <laughs> hell. Mate. <laughs> Do you know when I said that was quite a good Geordie accent before? Do you, can, Don't take it back. Do you know, no. do you know who Rasta Mouse is? No. <laughs> Rasta Mouse. He's like a Jamaican little. He's I, like I don't ja- like cooking, Lucy. I've Holy. got 18 curry houses down me road. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. But you get my gist. I do get your gist yeah. if I was Jamaican. So if you said that to me, I'd be like, mate, don't cook then. Yeah. If you if you want to order food in, if that makes you feel good, do it. Don't do you cook. Know, you were saying, when you were saying it, when you were describing it the first time, it sounded like that's what jiu-jitsu is yeah. for me. Yeah. Or that's what even being on a stage is like for me. Like that's when I feel like I'm in my flow. I don't need reminder to do it. I don't need incentivized to do it. I don't need motivation to do it. I don't need any of that stuff. And when I do it, I don't need to worry about distractions. I don't worry about, I never procrastinate on it. Is that what? That's exactly what I mean. And I think that it's so, it comes down to the individual. And so a lot of my friends love BJJ and I've been to like maybe 20 classes and I don't mind it. I'm quite quite good at it. But it doesn't light me up. It doesn't, you know, it's not something that I'm like, I can't wait to get back to it. Whereas like for me on the movement front, yoga does that to me. I hate it. But there's something inside me that's like, really? Back. Yeah, something inside me that's like, go back, do it again. No go. way. You yeah. Hate it. I find it, I find it like a mirror. So you kind of go in there and it shows up all of your weaknesses. Yes. And it shows up all of the, your frustrations and the things you're not good at. Yeah. And then you can see those incremental improvements over time. But it no longer becomes probably like jujitsu, it no longer becomes about the belt. It becomes yeah. about improving. Yeah. And so that's my yeah. my own thing on it. That's really interesting. Yeah. But you do it all the time. But you don't like it? I don't, I very rarely look forward to it. I love the feeling after. Yeah. I love the, I love. Do the hot shit ever? The hot shit. The hot hot yoga. I've done a couple, yeah, I've done a couple. Yeah, I've done a couple of them. Um, But yeah, I like the feeling after. It's it's almost like this euphoria Mm -hmm. after and Mm -hmm. sometimes during. But I know when I turn up, I'm like, oh, this is going to be difficult. Or I could eat, I'd rather be baking than doing this. But that for me is something that is is really good for my kind of growth mentally. Yeah. So how do we end up getting paid for cooking? Yeah, good question. How did did we end up turning this fucking thing? Um, It's essentially a career now, right? I hope so, yeah. I'm I'm still like, I feel like I'm still kind of creating it and building it. But I quite like that. I quite like that challenge of actually like questioning it and being like, okay, so I'm doing pharmaceuticals for for my job. Mm -hmm. I don't love it. I wouldn't choose to do it if I didn't have to. So how do I want to work? How do I want to get paid? How much do I want to get paid? Mm -hmm. When do I want to get paid? What income streams do I want? And almost kind of starting from scratch and being able to build it that way. So exciting. And I think when you look at it from that angle, there's so many different avenues through food that I didn't understand you can make money from. Mm -hmm. And of course, as long as you're providing value, then that's where the money always it, goes. There's, yeah, there's money financial, always goes to the value. Yeah, there's financial benefits to come from that. Yeah. So I've just kind of thrown like a bit of a bl- it makes no sense on paper, like this move and moving out there in the first place made no sense on paper. Yeah. But for me, it was never a decision. It was more just a feeling mm. of this feels right. I'm going to follow this, and if it all goes tits up, I'll go pedal some cat again. Yeah. Down your coast. I don't know what to fucking say. I don't know what to say. Because that was fucking, that was like my drop. 
I'm not even kidding. So have we now, so we're now doing this, the food thing, all in now. I think so. Yeah, Duran joked me the other day. He's like, "Lord, you're still on your. You like you. You've taken a gap year." And I'm like, "Do you know what? I love that because maybe I have. Yeah. Maybe I have taken a bit of a gap year in yeah. terms of just time to figure out what it is I want to do. Like, I love food photography. I love being behind the camera, capturing yeah. the food, trying to make it look aesthetic, make content that's engaging, reels, yeah. videos. That's like I look at it and I'm like, I want to make that. I want yes. to go out to the shop right now and buy that." ingredients so that I can make it I want that because I've got whatever tomorrow that I want to share it at that's what I like creating I love love it that you'd make content and say click this link and buy it (laughs) not the ingredients (laughs) you know what I'm saying just buy the cherry bake like really yeah like listen you can keep the ingredients yeah how could I possibly buy that fucking tray bake yeah well could you ever see yourself going down there no could you not no I don't I, we did a few. I did a few events in Sydney, which all sold out. All did really, really well. Yeah. But it was cooking, baking for um, about thirty to fifty people, and I don't enjoy you cooking on for mass. them. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hosted the event, yeah. and as part of that, we had these big buffet tables, mm-hmm. and thirty to fifty people's all right. Yeah. But that's not what. I enjoyed. Mm. That's not what I enjoyed. I enjoy the creation side behind it, the recipe development, the taking the photos of it, putting yeah. it out to the world. And then my biggest satisfaction comes when people take pictures of their own food. Or yes. like, oh, I've just made this recipe from your book or from Supper Club. Yes. And I loved it. or yeah. And just did it that way. And that for me is like cloud nine. Yeah. We've had recipes from your book. Have you? Back, what uh, have you we had? had? We've had uh, banana bread, which I think everyone's had. Yeah. We've had some kind of lolly. Oh yeah, like an ice lolly. Some like kind popsicle. of ice lolly thing. I, yeah. I, I can't. It was banana peanut butter. Banana peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good Kath, man. Kath, who's in our office. Yeah. I gave her a copy of one of them, the, the books. I loved. I bought loads of your books, and then Harper, <laughs> Harper Collins sent me an email saying, "Hey, we've got a new publisher. We've got a new author, Lucy Lord. We'd love to send you a copy of our book." I was like, "I've got loads, but send it anyway." <laughs> Amazon return. <laughs> Amazon return. <laughs> so. So, do you know what I was thinking when I asked you that question about selling it? I think it would become more about, less about cooking and it would become like a production thing, mm. wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I watch, do you ever watch that thing with Greg Wallace where he goes in the factories and he's like, how it, it's like how it's made kind of thing? Oh, no, I Where you go into like the Jaffa Cake Factory and they'll show you how they make Jaffa Cakes and it's like industrial size fucking vats of... Loads of mad shit. You've yeah, never seen that show? No, I haven't seen that show. Yeah, don't. If you want to be put off doing the thing that I said, yeah. watch that because it's mad. Really? Like, just the quantities are mad. It doesn't even look like cooking. Yeah. You know what See, I mean? See, that to me, I'm like, I get that. I get the industrial scale. I get the financial side behind that. But for yeah. me, it kind of loses touch with with the bean in the Some kitchen. Some of the numbers blow your head off. Yeah, I bet. Some of the numbers, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. But for me, I'm like, I love, I love when people say to me, like, ah, oh, do you know what? I never used to go in the kitchen or I was scared of food, for example, and relationship with food and that kind of stuff is something I'm really interested in in as well. Yeah. And when people say, do you know what, I haven't actually made anything like this before and I did and I loved it. Yeah. And just carving out that half an hour or 45 minutes for themselves. And there is something around going to the shops, getting the ingredients yourself, making it yourself, sitting down and eating it yourself that just for me beats any hey, so I've got a, sit down delivery. I've got such a random question for you here. This yeah. is a very selfish question. How would you not eat the whole fucking thing? So I used to sometimes, especially out of frustration, because yes. I'd be like, this is shit. I'm, I'm not going to share this. I don't want to put it in the bin. And yeah. it would be like an easy, almost like alcohol, cigarettes, whatever. You know, yeah. it would be like an easy thing to reach to. Yeah. But then 
it's kind of that realization that I could if I wanted to. Like if I want to, I can. But what's going to come from that? I'm going to feel a bit shit for probably the rest of the day. I'm going to feel too full. I'm going to feel whatever. And so as soon as you know, as soon as you allow yourself that, then the temptation to do it kind of drops. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So I, I always used to be one of those people that's like, oh, I couldn't have peanut butter in the house because I smashed the whole thing. Like, I love it. I, I could drink peanut butter. I have done many times. Yeah. But then I kind of <laughs> thought I'd do some work around that. Because I'm like... <laughs> you just brushed over that. You literally, you said, I've drunk peanut butter many times. You yeah. then just brushed on. Like, well, that was a know, normal thing to do. Well, it, a lot of people uh, do it. How do you actually do it? I just oh, open the jar, sit back in like a beer. Like, <laughs> hang on how thin is this peanut butter fucking... gotta give it a good stir first oh is that what it is yeah. the viscosity of this peanut butter give it a good stir make wow. sure it's not the chunky stuff because wow. that's like cement uh, but yeah no, that, I, that's what people do that and lots of people are like I can't I'm a big eater yeah no, lots of people are like I can't have whatever in, inside the house yeah. and for me I'm like I kind of went through that thing where you don't buy it so you don't keep it at the house. Yeah, that's me. Which which I get. But then yeah. I'm like, but what happens if I, you know, end up with a boyfriend who likes jars of peanut butter in the house? How am I then going to deal with it? if you're in a hotel it? with a fucking a mini bar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so for me, it was always kind of a root cause. It was never the food. Yeah. It was always a root cause thing. It was frustration. It was not feeling good enough. It was yeah. whatever it was that yeah. would lead me to then yes. do that, for example. And so ironing out those problems I'm like I can keep whatever I want and then suddenly I'm like I don't even know if I like peanut butter I don't even know if I like it really? <laughs> well, I think no, that was I, just one of your things I do but that, that's that's an example not as much as you thought you did not as much as I thought I did or there's things I'd buy and I'd be like you know I've had a shit day I'm going to buy my thing always used to be caramel slices from Sainsbury's two for £2.50 and uh, yeah. uh, 36 wait until this go on wait until this so at Christmas no March I'm running an event in this in a studio and it's one of those things with a massive green screen where I can have... You might have seen the pictures where you can see all the Zoom yeah. cameras behind me. Yeah, yeah, me. I know exactly which one you And um, so we ran this event. And Mac, we have a Greg's... What would I call it? Do you know what you get like a Nike outlet where it sells yeah. all like... We have a Greg's outlet. Does that even exist? Oh, yeah. And do you know what he came back with? A bag, like a carrier bag full of... Do you know the caramel squares from Greg's? I know them very well. All of the cutoffs yeah. oh. of that. So you've got just the caramel, yeah, just the chocolate and caramel, just the crispy the whole thing, bits. But oh, mate, yeah, holy shit! Leslie was puking up after eating them. <laughs> yeah, but all three, you've demolished them in about twenty minutes. It was yeah, the, the worst purchase that Mac has ever made for the office. Yeah. That was, but also simultaneously the best. Yeah, yeah. So, so they used to be my so thing. So there's another random part about South Shield. Yeah. So caramel sizes. So they, they used to be my thing. And then once I'd kind of ironed over that, because it's getting, you know, I'm like, I can't cook for a career. This was like five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't keep doing this and even think about it as being a career or even more than a hobby if I'm personally struggling with those kind of things. So I don't get like some people cook. By some people, I mean me. I'll sometimes cook something and half it will be gone by the time it's finished. Yeah. And that makes sense. It does. And yeah. again, I used to do that, like baking a cake and you kind of end up, if you're making like 12 fairy cakes and you end up with six, you're like, how the shit, <laughs> how did that happen? And you're like, yeah. well, I've started now. Yeah. So I might as well just polish it off. Yeah. But then again, when you're like, I could do that if I wanted to, yeah. it kind of takes away the temptation to yeah. even do it. It's like, you know, I could sit down here and eat the entire thing. Am I going to feel great? No. Why am I going to do it then? Oh, because I'm feeling a bit shit about myself. Why am I feeling shit about myself? And then just kind of why, why, why covering down. And it's got nothing to do with the food ever. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I did yesterday? This is, <laughs> this is totally left field, but it's about food. Yesterday, I stood in M&M's world. Did you know mm -hmm. that was a thing? I, I knew it existed. It's fucking four been... stories high. <laughs> fucking sweets. Yeah. Right? And I stood in a queue for an hour and a half 
So Max could get his picture of his face printed on loads of M&Ms. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. How so you it? had to choose three things. Yeah. You could have a photo, a phrase, and like a kind of a logo kind of thing. So he had his face, Max the man, right? Max the man, and a, the Queen's Corgi. <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, there you go. That's interesting, isn't it? And how many do you have left of them? Uh, well, all of them. Yeah. Uh, he's had, he's saved had, them. He's had one of each. He said, Dad, I'm never going to eat these. I, like, I bet you do. That's he, what they're there for, isn't he it? He left a little note on top of them last night, a little post-it note. Dad, get off. Dad, do not eat the sweets. <laughs> he's done that before. Dad, do not eat the sweets. Because my thing is, if I can't sleep, yeah. I get up and eat. Mm. And it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether it's Nina's. I'll, if it's Even if it's got a sign on it, sometimes I'm going to eat it. If it's Santa's, I'm stealing it. Oh, and she'll kick off the next morning. I bet. Oh, if it's, oh she'll kick off the next morning. Well, I'll just buy another one. Oh, but and, but da- not, and she's like, Dad, the that's, not the, that's not the same. And that's not the solution to your problem. <laughs> Dad, you've got a problem. I saw she also ever says about that. I love I, that. I, so, how did the book deal thing happen? So the book deal came around. It, was that a surprise? Was it? A, yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, um, someone put it to me. Luke put it to me and yep. was like, "Hey, like you, you know, you do this. You're really good at it. You obviously love it. Have you ever thought of he thinks big, big picture?" Made. I know it's scary, isn't it? He thinks, <laughs> when it came to my, when it came to this event thing that I'm doing, right? I said, "Made." Shall I just book like a hotel, you know, a conference room? You'll have been at them for in the conference room. He said, I'm not doing Paul Mort at the fucking Marriott. <laughs> he said, if you're going to fucking do it, we're going to do it properly. So I was like, oh, even I should, I thought I was doing all right. And I thought I, I knew a bit about business. But then he said that and I was like, holy shit, I better stop being a pussy. Yeah. And even launching it, I put it off by like three weeks. I procrastinated on yeah. something for the first time in years. Because mm. it's a big fucking deal. Huh? Was there a little bit of... Oh. Shitting your pants on your thing? Oh, je suis shitting my panty long. No parlable of France. Sacre bleu. Yeah. Yeah, because I think when someone takes a future, like, you know, those snow glo- globes. Yeah. Someone takes what could be a future and shakes up and shows you it from what they see. Yeah. You look at it and you're like, are you mental? Are you been making, you've been eating those Paul Moore brownies. <laughs> like, no one's ever going to buy... You've a, been in my veterinary supplies briefcase. Yeah, like, no one's ever going to buy a book from me. Yeah. And so it kind of, it came, it wasn't anything other than just a suggestion. Didn't you turn around quite fast, though, right? What, turn the like, book I thought around? you turned the whole thing around really I, fast. Yeah, considering from, I was working a full-time yeah, from, job, I had no yeah, idea about it. Considering yeah. you were, well, from, from, like, announcing you were doing a book... Yeah. ...to it... Being published to it fucking smashing mm. it, like that seemed like quite a quick thing. Yeah, I mean, it w- the so the suggestion was over two years ago now, and then it was kind of, and, and my ah, response okay. was, mate, I'd love like not a chance, not a chance. I didn't even really? website at the time. Yeah, I was like, not a chance. I was making recipes on Instagram. Might have had like eight thousand followers. Can't remember. Yeah. Was screen- you, you said not a chance. And no, I was screenshotting recipes, putting them on like those highlight sticker things. Yes. And I felt like such a moron for doing that because I was like, no one's going to make my banana bread. <laughs> no one gives a shit about my banana bread that yeah. I painstakingly made for about 16 days until, yeah. I'm, until I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I knew I was making them. So as it kind of went down and, it, and, it, and the idea started to grow, it started bouncing between different publishers yeah. and a few of the big ones really liked it. Yeah. And so I thought, fuck me, maybe they're as pissed as he is. Yeah. And so I thought, well, I'm, I might as well. Yeah. I had like a fleck of self-belief, a tiny fleck. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I might as well, 
you know, see what comes out of this. And I bet Luke didn't just leave it at one message. I bet he was on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. you know, he keeps like, these ideas to himself. He's like, I'm not going to tell you because yeah. I know that it will scare yeah. you yeah. Yeah. Um, so even to this day I don't know how many books copies it's sold I've no really? idea no idea never asked him Jeez. he's never told me and That's I don't want to know because I'm like if I know then what how is it good is it bad I don't know as long as they turn around and they're like we're happy you've done a good job. Yeah. I'm like that's that's me done I'm happy with that I yeah. don't care about the, the rest of it. That is mad. So you didn't do all the photos on that, did you? Someone else no, did I didn't. Yeah, so we got someone else in, someone who, who was really good at, at doing the photos. But yeah. in the meantime, I was getting really into my food photography. And that, like, I, I was there for the shoots because I got stuck in the... It was all shot in London. And I got stuck in the UK last year for eight months during COVID. So I was still working <laughs> on Sydney time. You just brought up something that I want to ask you I about. Was just, I was still working in Sydney time. Yes at this full-time job and then during the day so I was working through the night and then during the day oh shit so you had to do that yeah 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 yeah. I had to, I had to still get paid yeah oh wow no <laughs> yeah. but you had to do it on their time yeah yeah still, still on their time yeah that was my kind of thing it was like oh I've ended up over here stuck um you know how how can I how can I make this work whilst I'm really trying to get back to Australia and yeah. they were like do you know what you've worked really hard you know, and I did work really hard I was doing a real good job for them I was yeah. making them a lot of money yeah. and so they're like we want to keep you mm-hmm. so what works for you and I was like right well 2 a.m until 7 a.m or whatever it is works for me no way mm. Jeez. Yeah, and then I was doing book stuff during well, the day I feel really bad that I didn't know about this now. Yeah, well not many people did because because I didn't, I didn't tell anyone at the time that I was making the book. So I, the book was announced in December. I'd been working on it for about eighteen months before. Ah, so okay. I didn't tell anyone, and the company that I was working for didn't know about the book because yeah. they were like, obviously, they'd be like, "We want all of your attention yes. on this job." So um, they didn't know I about the book the until it came out. I mean, the two a.m. or seven a.m. thing. <laughs> yeah, like, that was that? that was horrific. Yeah. It was hor- I, I used to work night again. shifts, and I fucking hated them. Yeah, I wouldn't. Do, we I haven't wouldn't have conversations again. and shit as well. Yeah, yeah, on Zoom. Yeah, and I just, oh, I was like, do you know what? I'm in the UK. I'm turning up in my pajamas. I don't, I don't care. I'm turning yeah. up in my pajamas. I'm here to do the job. Fucking hell, that's fine. I'm thinking about that right now, and it's giving me nightmares. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't pleasant. Yeah, but it's almost. And could you like, sleep during the? Could you sleep during the day in that? I'm not or? very good at sleeting. No, me neither. I'm so all flattered. Yeah, so I couldn't really. So I was, I was heavily propped up on caffeine, mm-hmm. which again, I'm not great at. I'm like mm-hmm. a two coffee person, and after that, I start to like. Yeah. You know, get the jitters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was heavily propped off on caffeine. So we, mate, I can't believe, I can't believe I didn't know that you were working from two a.m. or seven a.m. And I did. I tried to not post about it too much because I know that a lot of people were in a worse situation than me last year, especially in lo- that lockdown. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Whereas for me, it was kind of working for me because I was like, none of my mates are out getting pissed, tempting me at the weekend to go and get pissed. So I thought, I'm, I'm in a self-imposed lockdown in my house. I didn't see anyone for months. Yeah. I just was in my own little, and I could not have been happier. I was in my own little creative were you bubble. In, were you, in, you weren't in Cheltenham then? I was in Cheltenham, in yeah. Cheltenham. Yeah, so I yeah. came back. So I've, I have a place in Cheltenham that was rented out, and mm. my tenants moved out just before um, just before I moved back. Yeah. And so rather than renting it out, I was like, oh, my gosh, it looks like I'm going to get stuck here. kind of knew that I'd be stuck over in the UK for a bit. So I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. I'm going to get stuck here. So my place was kind of part furnished. And I thought, I'm not going to furnish it fully because I'm just going to be here for two, three months and then I'll piss back off to Sydney uh, eight months later. So I wrote the entire book on the floor of my living room. Shit. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. That's mad. And what was your, what was your feels like when like it was launched and that? Was there a bit of... 
Oh, uh, so yeah. There must have been a bit of panic. Yeah, and it wasn't Not panic. It wasn't panic. It was just, it was that sick, nauseous feeling of like you being like, you know, would you go on camera and, and do this face on kind of stuff? It's just that nauseous feeling where it makes me feel really uncomfortable because you feel a bit exposed, like yeah. all of your flaws are about to be exposed. And I still yeah. haven't, the book's been out for three months, I think. Yeah. I still haven't picked up a copy and, and fully flicked through it. Have you looked at the reviews? Uh... <gasps> I haven't spent time scrolling on the reviews. Have but you not? I've asked. I've kind you of. You can kind of see the stars. So when I go into Amazon.co.uk, yes. whatever it is, mm-hmm. to copy the link to do a swipe up, I can see the stars. I can see the top ca- yes. kind of comments. Yes. But I don't sit through and, and no. read through them. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't, any, no. I don't anymore. <laughs> I don't read through them. But do you know what? If someone said something really good, I mean that's great. And if something someone said something really bad. It's not anything that I haven't thought myself, if that makes sense. Mm. So one of the biggest reasons why I, I never wanted to really push social media or, or that kind of stuff is because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm quite shy. I'm quite an introvert. I'm quite shy by nature. Mm-hmm. I much prefer being in the shadows mm-hmm. and just being quiet and just not, mm-hmm. you know, just being quite silent. Yeah. And uh, it held me back from doing a lot of stuff because I thought I don't want to be on their stories. I don't want to post on my stories. Yes. I just want to be quiet. But then I thought, how am I going to share this this thing that I love, this passion that I have, and I think mm-hmm. other people might love as well yeah. without doing that. And the biggest reason was for me was other people are going to tear me down. Yeah. And especially because I've got friends who are quite controversial in, in their world <laughs> and I've seen them be torn down. Yeah. And I'm like, Janet's going to come at me saying that I'm, you know, fat and ugly and can't make banana bread. I said, that break me. Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, do you know what? There's nothing that anyone could say that I've not said about myself ten- and tenfold less. I feel the same way. So I'm like, I just stopped caring. And yeah. so if there's a one star, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's not for me. I'm sure there's lots of other things that are. Yeah. I so, love that. And that's just kind of st- taking the, the sting out of it a little bit. Yeah. I love that. Because, do you know, one thing that I feared with... Because I'd done a couple of books self-published before. And one thing with the thing that I did with Harper was, I was like, shit, I'm going to, people can actually leave a review and I can't just block and delete them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. that's an easy thing to do. And then I realized that anything I've ever done, all, and this is not, not many people talk about this, but all of the things that I've ever done that I had a fear about, the fear kind of came true anyway. So everyone's like, when you start doing these daily emails, you're probably going to get, negative feedback and you're going to get people unsubscribed and then I should I was like I've had probably get a thousand unsubscribes a week right same hat with my book oh I don't know whether I put that book out because I'll get these one star reviews and I did and one thing I can tell you about I didn't know whether I put this launch this podcast in case I got shit reviews or someone left a nasty comment on YouTube or there's some mad comments you get like people yeah. are like oh I hate his accent I'm like I'm sorry I'm sorry this is the way that I fucking talk do you know what I mean you get some random reviews yeah. and I'm like with all of that shit, one thing is for sure. It actually happened. It's never as bad as thinking about it happening. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to die. You're not going to die. Yeah. A one-star review. I don't know anyone that's died of a one-star review. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's, it's mad that people, you got to think about this, Lucy, right? There's so many people who are not living lives mm. that they really want to live. Because they're worried about what someone. That was me. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, and that was that was it. It was like I don't why, you know, I'm ticking all of these boxes that societal measures would say is is the correct thing to do, and I'm I'm staying quiet and staying shy. I can't remember who said it. It's Artisol, I think. But it's like if you want to achieve nothing, then say, say nothing, nothing, do nothing, be nothing. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think it's a one of the Stoics, maybe Marcus Aurelius, who 
kind of had this thing where he started his day and he was like, you know, before I start my day, I know people will let me down. I know people will piss me off. I know somebody will anger me. I know somebody will lie to me. I know somebody will be malicious to me. And once I've accepted that, the rest of the day is easy. Yeah. And I was kind of getting more into that and the more I was reading that and reading those kind of books and starting to really apply it to my own life. I thought, you know what? They're not wrong. <laughs> These yeah. people, yeah. they're not wrong. And um, I did a, a little chapter in James's newest book in, in the blue cover book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of an... It's called ex- Not a Life Coach. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was, it's right there. <laughs> And it was um, it was on like fear setting and, yes. and stopping our brains from going on this snowball of what wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what mm-hmm. if, what if, what if, and just being like, oh, but what what happens if it works out? Mm-hmm. And what's the worst thing that can happen? And and you really I love that question. Yeah, you sit love, down. No and one you ever think wants, really wants to talk about it, but I'm like, let's. What did we call it? Like play the whole thing out, yeah. take it to the end. Yeah, write like, it what's down. What's the worst that can happen? You have to move back in with your mom. Yeah. And is that that bad? My mum wouldn't let me move. I'd have to live in a fucking hostel or something because my mum's not letting me back in. Fucking no chance. But that's it. It's to sit down and really rather than kind of have that thought and cast it aside and be like, oh, that's horrendous and then keep... I think there's power in writing shit down. There is. Me. Oh, like, there I'm is. like, there's no... You're a journal, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I don't... Do you read them back? Every day. Do you? Oh, every day. Do you I read journal in your... a slightly... I'm not a, um, I'm not a kind of dear diary big paragraph journaler where you have a, like a prompted journaling so I just have these questions like every day journal. yeah, yeah bullet yeah, point yeah. journaling yeah. every when I journal I'm just answering questions yeah. really what was the biggest insight I learned today what could I have handled better yeah. what went really well who did I impact in a positive way how do I want to feel when I wake up tomorrow so I do a morning questions and then I do nighttime review Amazing. and I read them back all the time yeah, That's it's, very, uh, it's very, it's very, it's a very interesting experience, do you not? No, I used to. And yeah. then I'd be like, part of me would, I mean, I'd read that. I'd be like, she needs fucking help was my <laughs> first thought. <laughs> but then I'd read it and I'd be like, I'm, I'm not living there anymore. So in a way it was quite nice to read it back and be like, oh, you know, I was, I felt like that then, or I was struggling with this then, and now I'm no longer. Now I have new struggles, new whatever, but I've just kind of, I've stopped reading them back. I just Do you know what's an interesting, it's an interesting thing you say. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, that. Yeah. Because one, you can see how far you've come, but I think sometimes people make decisions that's based on a previous version of them. Mm. They'll be like, I remember when I first started doing this coaching thing with Unstartable, it was 2016 or 2017. I had this belief that because I'd had a meltdown a couple of years before, I was like, if I build this big, massive business up again, I won't be able to handle it. But that belief was based on who I was fucking two years previously. So it is a double-edged sword, that mm. looking back thing, I think, in it. Yeah, so I, I don't, but I'm always interested. I love hearing how other people do it. Because when I was first recommended, all these people do this shit, like journaling and meditation. And, uh, and no, I used thought, to take the piss out of all of it, me. I used to think, and I still sometimes, there's still a little bit of me that's just like, that's a load of wank. Yeah. And whenever I, hippie think, bullshit. whenever I think that, I'm like, okay, let's challenge it. Let's try it. And I'll do it and I'll be like, oh, actually, I can see, I can see that. Yeah. Do you think can, sometimes, Lucy, the whole mocking thing... Uh, that is, we often mock things that we, it's because really we don't understand them, 100%. right? Because we don't get them. Yeah, 100%. It's easy to take the piss Everything out of things you don't is, get. Rather every- than saying, oh, I don't understand that, it's easy. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. 
everything, what do you do that for? Everything is, I think, is a mirror. And I shared a Carl Jung. Have you heard of Carl Jung? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, amazing. I shared one of his yeah. quotes yesterday, which was uh, like, understanding your own darkness is, is how you deal with other people's darkness. Mm-hmm. And I really, when I when I come across things or situations with people where I feel uh, like that, where I'm like, that sounds like heap of shit. Or if there's any jealousy or anger there or anything like that, it's never, ever them. And it's always, it's, it's always me. All the time. Everyone's yeah. just a mirror of our everyone's just a mirror of us the world is not as it is it's how we see it i love it i love that and so when you kind of when i've kind of started to understand that you know if someone's if someone's doing the funky chicken in the morning at seven o'clock and it makes them feel great i'm Mm -hmm. like good for you (laughs) (laughs) good for you paul i'm glad you've got that i couldn't i don't even know what the funky chicken is is it literally just walking around flapping your wings? Yeah, I think it's a dance. Or oh, is it the thing with your leg? I don't really know. Darren's quite good at it. Max demonstrating it yeah. now, I. Yeah, Darren that's is, the one. Darren's good one. at all the dancing. Exactly. He is good at all the um, dancing. But yeah, if someone said that, that's good for them, I'm like, that's amazing. And I think it all kind of, again, comes back to what's good for us as individuals. Because if I look at all the people who I love and I look at their morning routines, I think mm-hmm. it's Tim Ferriss's Tribe of Mentors where he goes into all the people he's had on his podcast and what's your morning routine yes. is a favourite thing. And if I think of like, oh, Paul Moore, uh, you know, all these kind of people who I admire, if I start trying to implicate their morning routines like for like, yeah. not only one is it taking me five fucking hours that I don't have, but two, they might not be like that for me. It might not, like a cold shower in the morning might not be great for me. I might feel real shit after it, but I'm Joe's, doing it because Joe's everyone mad, else right? is. I remember Smith did something, he posted about cold baths and cold showers and that, and everyone was like, have you and James fell out? I'm like, no, he just doesn't like cold things, yeah. I do. I was like, yeah, you sure you haven't fell out? We're getting tagged in, you sure that shit? I was like, what? He just doesn't like something that I do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. And there's there's loads of things that, you know, he loves that you won't like, but they're good for him and whatever it's you mad, do is good for you. So I'm I'm really big into curating a life or a morning routine or whatever it is that feels good for you or you feel um, you know, really works for you. Do and you know what do you know what you're saying that I had this discussion the other day with somebody? I was like, I spent I must have spent the first two or three years of coaching people, doing what I do now, trying to force people to mm. do what I thought they should do or what I wanted them to do, or my morning routine. And I was like, do you know what? Like, just create something that you're most likely to do. Put things in that don't require motivation. And get mm. People are like, how do you get out of bed in the morning? I'm like, I make the first couple of things in the morning, things that I fucking love doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, things like, like, like my morning want. routine, shouldn't, I shouldn't need motivation to do it. I should get excited to fucking do it. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Like, I don't like working out hard in the morning. I get up and change jujitsu if I have to, but even then, I'm like, ugh. I'd rather have me cold shower, do me journaling, do me breathing, do me like a slow start and then go to work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think so many, you're right, so many people try and, it's like square pegs and round holes, yeah. isn't it? It's just a cookie cutter. I, I, I hate weight training. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you got to do weight. I'm like, I fucking hate this. Picking things up and putting them back down. I can't <laughs> think of anything more fucking brain numbing than picking a bar off the ground and then putting it back down for no, like with no purpose to yeah. it but some people my wife's one of them fucking love it yeah and that's it I'm like do things that really light you up challenge you it's like I don't love going to yoga in the morning but yeah. I do it pretty much every morning because I love the results that it gets for, for my mental what do you like what's your favourite pose in yoga oh I don't know if I have a fit I fucking hate them all <laughs> 
I should hope you don't mind the down dog, though. Uh, no, I don't mind down dog. Oh, I like that. By the that. way, how horrible are them? First fucking future. What's that flow thing called? Yeah, vinyasa flow. Vinyasa that's flow, my favorite. right? Yeah. How hard that's are them first few on your wrist? They're so? Yeah. I'm like, hard. I feel like I've never done it before. I know. Even, even, I remember a couple of years ago, I, I got very, even actually in the first lockdown, I did a 20 minute flow every morning for about 10 weeks. Yeah. Me and Leslie, every single morning. We did like something like 70 days uninterrupted, maybe even more. But every morning I did it, I was like, fucking hell, I feel like a newborn giraffe. <laughs> Like, I'm like, have I done this before? Your body's like, have you done this before? For the first few minutes, isn't it? Your wrists and that. I'm like, fuck I've done it seven years and I still feel like that in the morning. My favourite one is where you get it. I think it's called a yogi squat. Yeah. Like, I love where you push your elbows and you do that with your hands. And I love that one. Then you go up onto your toes. Is that a yogi squat? Yeah, that's a yogi squat. That's my favourite yogi thing. Yeah. I Um, I mean, there's poses that I love, poses that I hate, but it goes on a journey. Like, it it changes over time. Ones that I used to love, I I now hate. And ones that I hate and I love. Yeah, the more time I spend on them. And and for me, it's just, for me, it's just a reflection of, of the things that I... Uh, the aspects that I have in my characteristics, like things that show up my frustration or like, oh, I'm no good at that, so I'm not going to do it. And then this other voice pops into my head. It's like, if you're not good at it, then why not? There's only one way to get better. Exactly. The only way to is through. Yeah. So I'm like, why not try it? And then those ones, like handstands or any inversions, I now love. Whereas I used to hate them because I'm not very good at them. Yeah. But then I, I don't think anyone has started and been very good at them. Yeah. So we hate yoga, but every time you we talk... We love to hate yoga. Well, what's interesting is we don't like it. But every time you spoke about it, you're quite passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, I love it's it's I love to hate it because it brings out all of the not very nice things yeah. that you usually try. It's like meditation. I yeah. fucking hate meditation. I can't yeah. think of anything worse than sit for half an hour inside my own mind. Yeah. But I've done it for the last seven years and I love it. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's mad, but it's those kind of things which is it's more it's easier to not do them. Yeah. But is it good for me long term? Probably not. Yeah. It's easier yeah. for me to still be in Sydney. Talk about meditation, what's your uh, What's your go-to meditation thing? Like, where did you learn about meditation? What do you What do you like? What benefits you get from? I get asked every day. I'm like, dude, just fucking go on Google. There's yeah, so many. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many. So I was recommended it actually by a doctor. I was picking up a repeat uh, prescription for uh, antidepressants mm-hmm. about eight years ago, mm-hmm. and I was chatting to him about sleep. And I was on all of the sleep medications mm-hmm. which I was using and abusing, mm-hmm. and anxiety medications, mm-hmm. antidepressants. Um, SSRIs and I was chatting to this this young kind of don't GP. forget the ketamine <laughs> wasn't, wasn't doing don't that don't forget the horse tranquilizer <laughs> and um, and then the doctor was chatting to me about an app called Headspace mm-hmm. and this was in 2014 so this is just as it came out Yeah. and she said it's, it's can help you with your sleep and so I started with that and I thought this is a load of wank yeah, and that guy's fucking voice to share didn't have that Andy Pedicombe yeah. though I love him I'm obsessed with him now do you know what you should I hate to interrupt this story right but I got to the point back then was when I first started. I must have done about three months on that app. And I was like, I'm fucking sick of this guy. Fuck this guy. Right. Oh, I love him. But then last year he brought that thing out on Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, Everywhere. geez, yeah, this. He brought the guide out on Netflix and I'm started pointing everyone towards just watch that. Yeah. Just watch that guide because he explains it so fucking the well. The way he's done it and his story, there's a really good, There's he's been on a really a few good podcasts. But he covers his it, story. his story in there is fucking yeah. unbelievable. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. And so that's how I started. Yeah. And then um, 
I just kind of carried on doing that. And I started to feel benefits, but nothing like that tangible. But I was doing it inconsistently. It's a funny thing in it as well, though, because yeah. you're like, how do you know it's working? Exactly. Because it's not like an instant gratification stuff that we have nowadays. It's yeah. not It's not even like go to the gym and maybe a month later, if you've been training four days a week, you know it's a little bit of a difference. It's yes. not even that. It's nah. nothing that you can physically see, really. Yeah. yeah. And so I found it quite difficult. And because a lot of my lifestyle habits hadn't changed around, like I was still going on benders every weekend. I was still mm-hmm. smoking those. I was still uh, just partying way too much. I could see benefits, but meh, like they were kind of like, meh, I, you know, because they're not great and yeah. bold. And like everyone speaks about, yeah. I'm not fucking floating when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to just half arse it. Yes. And then I went to Sydney and got introduced to Transcendental Meditation or TM. Yeah, I don't know. You, I didn't know that you, this is what you did. So I, so so who else does TM? I, went on a, I went on a week's retreat where yeah. you kind of get your mantra and you do all that stuff. That was about five years ago. And then I've done loads of stuff from then but yeah. now I don't really have anything I I, go, I don't call it anything now I used to do the very strict 20 minutes in the morning 20 yes. minutes in the afternoon yes. mantra um, and now I just do I think it's just vipass- known as Vipassana meditation yeah. so you're not so are I'm, you not mantraing anymore so I'm not mantraing anymore are you not no jeez no because right. I mean I could I sometimes I go back to it it kind of gets a bit parrot fashion doesn't it for me there was a big discussion with with a lady called Tara Brock who's mm-hmm. amazing uh, who's who's a meditator I don't know what her <laughs> label is but she was kind of very much like it's great but it you know it costs what a grand to get your mantra whatever shit it is and it's a very kind of elitist introduction yeah. into meditation and yeah. I thought you know what yeah, I kind of agree with that but there is a, a when you exchange financials on things there is that skin in the game isn't it? the skin in the game there's yeah. that added commitment to it yeah and so there was that, but also I tend to be one of those kind of all or nothing personalities. And yeah. so if I couldn't, for whatever reason, fit in those 20 minutes mm-hmm. twice a day, mm-hmm. I'd be like, just fuck it off. I'd be like, you're such a fucking dickhead, Lucy. Yeah. You're so lazy. You're such yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, no wonder you no yeah. wonder you hate yourself in your life. And it, I yeah. just kind of thought like, oh, <laughs> maybe that's a bit extreme. And so I thought I'm going to take all the pressure off and I'm just going to go back to what I know, which is just sitting for... 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes and and just sitting there mm-hmm. and being and I found that really difficult mm. and so I've continued to do that. Mm. But I'm not I'm not against TM or yeah. anything. Because I get asked quite a lot like how do you meditate? Yeah. How do you meditate? And, and that's you you diff- must get asked that as well. Yeah right? and that's a difficult thing if you're doing TM. It's like well you pay this fella down the road a grand yeah. and he's He gives you a word. And he gives you a that word. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense <laughs> and that you soon realise everyone else has the similar word and they all Oh Yeah so they do it based on what year you were born and whether you're male or female and so I could if, if someone tells me when they start to I feel to like meditate, you're giving us the keys I don't know whether I want to hear yeah, this or not and I'm like, I feel you like can Google do you know it. when so, uh, do you know when, like, you have a conversation that you're not sure whether you want to have? <laughs> yeah. like, this is one of them. Like, are you going to tell me, like, like how the, babies how, are made or well, something? It's like that? how Jaffa cakes were made. Now I'm turning it around oh, to you, Paul. Oh, shit. This okay. is how your mantra was so the given. the stalks don't really bring babies, Dad. <laughs> me and Nina had this conversation the other day. She went, Dad, how are you, my dad? Oh. She said, I know her mom's my mom because I came out of a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> how are you, me dad? <laughs> Is it because you fell in love with mom? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> something like that. So, t- f- you have to finish this now. So, I'm in. I'm in. 
you have to finish the whole What's TM thing? Push- oh, they- so, the, um, so they just base it off of what year you were born, what year you learned to meditate, I think. I mean, there's like 80 different uh, mantras or sounds. Oh, there's okay. 80. There's, oh, I feel a little bit better now. Something like we that. I haven't lost all of the sponsorship from TM, yeah. Yeah, so there's, some, <laughs> there's something like 80, whatever number it is. Yeah. But you're not the only one given this, yes. this sacred sound. Yeah. And my TM teacher was, is really, really well known in Sydney for mm. the practice that he does. And he, he openly said that. Yeah. And he said, but it's not, that's not why people are doing it they're you know you're doing it because there's a whole heritage behind it a whole lineage behind it you know you've got to put a financial figure i think it's a mint i think it's a i actually think it's a great place for people to start yeah probably after guided meditation yeah i would always like i'm like guided meditation mantra yeah and then do your own thing yeah yeah or figure out just try different things there's a guy called i think it's the meditation guy on instagram who i love to follow and he like went and tried 10 12 different ones he's come back to the mantra version maybe i will come really? back. really that's to interesting it. well i started yeah. with something called ascension meditation yeah, yeah, I've heard which ascension. is with the ashayas yes and that's four mantras and then i was this i only did tm in january and i've yeah. been meditating since 2014 yeah and i was like well this is just same. It's probably me, it's like me, you, and Andy with, on, ah, on the same ah, time. It's like the space. same thing with one with just one yeah. mantra instead of four. I just attach less. I think the great thing about those Sanskrit words is that you don't attach, meaning. you don't try I, mm. you don't attach meaning to them, so you don't question them, and it's just like this weird word that you see. Yeah. yeah. Whereas other people sometimes they'll just use a word that's good for them, like bagels or whatever it is, <laughs> or you know something. Curries. Yeah. <laughs> something like that um, yeah. I don't have a word I don't have a sound now yeah. occasionally I dip my toe back into and it you d- didn't you do a bit of teaching or guidance stuff with Diren? no oh my gosh no so I introduced Diren to meditation he came to um, Sydney early in the year for, for three months yeah. and he was living next door, door to me on this beautiful beautiful spot or North Bondi Beach yeah. and he was like yo Lord, what are we doing tomorrow morning like we're going for breakfast we doing whatever and I was like well generally this is what I do and he was like, meditation, yeah, gas, bro. I'll give it a <laughs> Literally, like, you used to take the piss out of it. Mark, can you make sure we use this one for the, you know, for the highlight videos gas, that we do? Let's bro. do that one, gas, bro. And he was like, yeah, you know what he's like? And I love him because he is so open to this. He's like, yeah, fuck, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll yeah. do it, bro. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like, 5.30, we'll wake up, we'll go. I've got this beautiful spot on the yeah. rock, see the sunrise. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, all right, now, exactly. He's like, what do I do? And I explained it to him and we put the timer on. I think I was like, I'll just introduce him at 10 minutes. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's about like an hour. I hated that. Really? I hated that. Yeah. But then he's that kind of inquisitive person. We came back again and again and then just loved it to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can be asked today, dear. And he'd be like, come on, cuz. Really? Yeah. Come on, cuz. And then, you know, he's such, he's just so... Um, open and forward these things that he was yeah. like oh he's like how long have you been doing this i was like maybe eight years and he's like have yeah. you ever like taught anyone how to do it i was like no not just you really and he's like i'm gonna go on instagram live and get 500 people and i was like <laughs> and then sometimes i'll watch him and he'll be like invite lords to the invite really Lucy. is he and then he'll say he'll be like lucy see you there and i'm like fucking hell, i'm sat in my dressing gown like with my glasses on yeah. just got out of bed yeah i'm like oh Accountability, give less shits what other people think. I'm like, accept. It's got snot in my oh, face. Shit, my really? God, yeah. And I'm going to sit there with my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. with other people probably typing, being like, what the fuck? Yeah. But that's fine. It's mad. I heard a story the other day about um, when the fuck was this? I heard a story. Actually, it was the guy. We had a guy on Friday at a ladies' event. He did the, we did the fire walking thing. I saw it, yeah. We, we did the arrow breaking thing. And yeah. the guy was saying he did this experience where. 
and I just thought this was a great analogy to use for this. He did this experience where he was at a party and they were playing music really loud. It was probably fucking rave music or some of the MCs yeah. and that, right? And uh, I was probably there. He said <laughs> he said they had to dance, but everyone had blindfolds on. Mm. And I'm like, that's such a that, that's such a cool way to think about. If you're worried about what people think all the time, it's like you're not. They're worried about what you're thinking at the yeah. same time. They're worried about what everybody else is thinking. No one give the thing that I've come to realize is no one really gives a shit about what you're doing. Like they not as much too, as we think they do. Not as much as they think they do. Yeah, yeah it's like most people. Uh, it, what's the saying? It's like not a lot of people want you to do well, yeah. and it's like those who do are so few. It's like they really yeah. don't. Yeah, really and do and I think that I think that you know what I had this conversation a while ago as well, where I said somebody right now is sitting in a job that they hate, or they're sitting at home and they are they want to do it, but they're scared of what you think. Mm. Like, and are you thinking about them? But like, no. I was like, that's how fucking mad it is, isn't it? Mm. Talk to me about reading because you brought it up. You're a big reader, right? I, I, I feel like there's a theme here. Again, I don't love it, but it's good for me, so I do it. It's mad, isn't I it? I never think like, oh, do you know what? I just want to tuck in, tuck into a, a book for half an hour. Yeah. I never think that. So is it part of your writ ritual routine yeah, it tends or is it to be, yeah it tends to be again like I try and keep more of a baggy routine nowadays because when I kept a real a what a baggy routine <laughs> you can use that a bag, what's wrong with a baggy routine I love it so yeah. much I am actually going to use, use it, it because I, a baggy routine yeah because I feel like if you have a really strict routine then inevitably life gets in the way and you fuck up and my and you bin the whole thing off well that yeah. my self talk is like you piece of shit yeah. You know, where do you think you're going to get when you're, you know, you're binning off 20 minutes of meditation in the morning yeah. because, oh, there was an emergency. You like variety, right? Exactly. You, 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 you and I'm, I'm the same with, with, you know, a lot of people crave certainty. Like, I mm. like uncertainty. I like variety. Yeah. Like, I like to mix. I think See, you call it mixing it up. I, I, that makes me feel really uncomfortable, which is why I'm trying to practice it more. Really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, I like a color-coded spreadsheet. Oh, do what you? I'm doing. <gasps> Like I, hate that shit. I like set times. Yeah. I like to arrive half an hour early. Well, I, I didn't like... I didn't notice you in the park. <laughs> yeah. That's why I texted you. <laughs> but I was also lost. So I didn't... <laughs> you were like, hey mate, ready to go. And I was like, yeah. I've been here half an hour because yes. I don't want to be late. So I'm still like that in some ways. Yeah. But I found when I had a really set morning routine or evening routine or fucking whatever. Unnecessary routine, pressure in it yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and it just didn't help my own self-talk and how I dealt with myself. Yeah. So as now I'm trying to be a bit more like kick with the wind. Yeah. It makes me feel really uncomfortable, but at yeah. the same time, I'm like, it allows me so much more freedom. Yeah. And so with books and and such, it's not something that I love to do, yeah. but it's something that like it's really good for me. Yeah. I achieve like I feel like I gather a lot from it. Yeah. So I'm going to make the space and I'll try and be like, okay, roughly half an hour a day. If it's 45, it's it's no better, no no worse. Yeah. If it's 15 minutes, it's no better, no worse. It just yeah. is what it is. Yeah. What are you reading? Uh, at the moment, I'm reading um, Jim Quick's Limitless. Okay. Have you read that? No, but it's, I've heard of it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those books where I keep hearing it to yeah. the point that I'm like, fucking all right, it sounds like shit, yeah, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you reading fiction as well, are you? I'm trying to get more into fiction. I feel really guilty when I read fiction because I'm like, I'm wasting time. Me I could too. be could be working on if my it, own self. Do you know, if, it, if I had one of those things, you know when you say, here's some things you don't know about me, people yeah. wouldn't wouldn't believe, if I said how many fiction books I've read in my life. How many have you read in your life? I would say... I think I'm on three or four. I'd be on about 400. Yeah. 400. What? Uh, so you like it? Yeah. Really? People, a lot of people don't know that about me. No, uh, I didn't know that. I've read hundreds of fiction books. What is it All about Harry fiction? Potter's... 
I only just watched Harry Potter this year. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. They've got a new, there's a new thing at the National History Museum. I'm going tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm that big a fan uh, yet, but mate, give me time. That's mad. And what's even mad is I worked in a gym at the time when I read that. Really? And the gym was in a place called Harrogate. Yes, no Harrogate. I must have been the youngest person living there. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a, like a corporate gym that the Sky Sports News staff and it was so dead through. So people came in before work, after work. I, I read all the Harry Potter books while I worked what? there. Uh, what else have I done? All of the, uh, all of the fucking, what's that one with a vampire? Oh, Twilight. Read all that. <laughs> I've read all that. Yes, yeah, I've never. I've read all the Maze Runners. I've read all of them teenage, Divergent and all them teenage things. No, I didn't pick yeah. up a book until I was 25, I think. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really? and I picked up a book, and it was—I think it was—a was, friend recommended it to me. It was Susan Jeffers' um, "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." Really, that's yeah. a killer book. It's, it's really—I yeah. need to read it again because yeah. I've got new eyes now, so I see the world differently. So I need I've to read, read it again. Two books recently, yeah, that were exactly the same as that. I read uh, "The Disciplined Pursuit of Less." Okay, what's that called again? Greg McKeown. I always forget. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. I know which one you mean. What's the proper name of it? Uh, Greg, Essentialism. Essentialism. Yeah, Essentialism. I've read that one. I read it in 2014 and hated it. Oh, did you? I read it again this year and loved it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked and it. And then another book I read in 2015 that I fucking hated. And I tried to listen to the audiobook a hundred times. It's called The Way of the Superior Man, right? No. By David Data. It's so fucking weird. But I started reading it again last month and I love it again. Oh, do you? It's so weird. That. <laughs> and another book I read in 20... A guy called Jeff Thompson. I've had him on the podcast. He wrote a book called Warrior, and I, I can't actually... I read it in 2014, but I was off me fucking lips in 2014. I can't remember most of that year. Mm. And I read that again last year, and I was like, it felt like I'd read a completely different book. It's and that's what, I, that's what I... It's so weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm I'm very rarely buying new books now. It's frustrating, because I'm like, I've read maybe, say, 200 books. There's 200 books on my want-to-read list, but now I'm going through the ones I've already read, and yeah. they're new books to me. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to start... I'm like, I'm going to have to start carving out, you know, a fucking hour here yeah. in my baggy routine. Yeah, in your baggy routine, <laughs> I love that. I am legit stealing it's, the baggy yeah, routine. Yeah, I love it. I love it, because there's no pressure. So you can't hate yourself. Yeah. I have this real bad habit of hating myself. Do you know that want to read thing? I need to read? Does that mean, want to read? No, you know what you just said they're on my want to read list? Yes. Does that mean you use Goodreads? I do use Goodreads. <gasps> Are we not Goodreads friends? No, we're not. Yeah. I don't know I, anybody yeah, else. I, that you, I can't believe I've just admitted that either. Yeah, I love Goodreads. Do you know what I was saying about the fiction things? Because I didn't tell anyone that I read books until about Are you under? Are you under a secret profile? I'm kind of, am I? <laughs> no, I'm not under a secret profile, I. But it's funny, on Goodreads, None of these personal development books would be on there, I don't think. They, they're all on there. I look, no, but I, they're not, like, they wouldn't be on my account as I've read them. Oh, see, that's why, because people kept asking me, what books are you reading? What books do you love? Yeah, yeah. And I thought there must be a way other than the notes app on my phone to yeah. start recording these. Yeah. So I had a quick Google. I was like, there's this bloody app. It's called yeah. Goodreads. It sounds it, like mate. a load of wank. So yeah. I'll download it. Yeah. And it's brilliant. And it you, is so cool. And it starts to... Um, to set those reading challenges. Yeah, the reading challenges. Yeah. And it starts to push towards books that you... Yes. Uh, based on your bookshelf, what you might like. And there's a couple in there that I've been like, oh, actually, my mate told me about that the other year. You know, when uh, you get advice yes. and it doesn't stick until you're ready to hear it. Yes. You know, and you can tell, you can try and force people to do it. It doesn't stick until you need to read yes. it uh, or need to hear it. And it's the same with books. Like I'll be, you know, flicking through my Goodreads app and it'll be like, oh, Ryan Holiday, Ego's the Enemy. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like those this things that you were saying when, when we were talking about things that make you uncomfortable. Mm. Like 
they'll they'll keep appearing again and again. Yeah. Until like maybe there's something. Oh, this, about, I think it's. I keep hearing about everyone's talking about journaling. Everyone's talking about yeah. meditation. I know. Everyone's talking about this fucking jujitsu yeah. thing. Yeah. I think I mean? it's Peter Crone who, say, who says, um, life will keep presenting you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free. Oh, and nice. I love that because it's yeah. like the people who always end up in relationships where they end up cheating or they end up getting cheated on. And it's like, it's nothing to do with a relationship and it's everything to do well, with... Well, they just have the same relationship, but with other people. Exactly. And yeah. they're expecting the same things. It's like the same mind that gets you in the problem can't then solve it. I get asked that about jobs all the time. I get asked, I would say... Every other day. Yeah. I've got a job. It makes me unhappy. Should I leave? I'm like, you need to check that it's not it, that it's actually the job. Yeah. Otherwise you're just gonna take you to a different job and blame the job again. Same problems will be there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like I, I just say double check. I'm like, like, get a hand on your energy in that first. Yeah. Maybe get a hand on your other habits and then reassess the job again. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And that was like what I was saying earlier. Like I, I had this job that it wasn't a job that I hated. It was a life that I hated. And I just thought it was the job. Yeah. And then I moved to the other side of the world where I was like, oh, actually, it's not the job. It's myself. Yes. And and once I f- didn't fix that, but once I started working through all that, I was like, oh, do you know, what? it's a job that I, I actually I'm good at. Yeah. I don't hate it. I quite like it, which I yeah. think is really rare to have someone say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it just doesn't light, light me up. You know, it just I could easily do it for another 20 years. Easily. Yeah. But it just doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. It doesn't light me up. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think, like you said, it's not always the job or the situation. It's often ourselves. What's uh, what's next? What's Good. what's happening right now? I think I'm keeping pursuing the uncomfortable. Yeah. And anything that doesn't make me feel does is not. There's I think there's a big difference between doesn't make you feel good. Like if I stepped on a yoga mat and I fucking hated it, I really didn't like it, and yeah. I didn't perceive any benefits. Yeah. I wouldn't step on it again. Yeah. It's like jiu-jitsu I didn't dislike it but yeah. I, I didn't want to do it again it didn't yeah. spark anything in me yeah. but if there's anything that I do where I feel uncomfortable and then I'll try and I'll, I'll come away and I'll be like I grow I grew a little bit in that mm. situation or I learned something about myself or challenged mm. myself and that's rare to do nowadays I'll say it my guys I'll you know that, that. Like, if I think your brain is often extremely happy when it sees progress mm. or it's looking for progress I'm like if you don't show it progress it's kind of fine fucking problems. You're not growing, you're dying. Nah. It, yeah. It, it, and it'll always, I think life will always remind you that it's about growth anyway. Yeah. Like if you avoid it, But it's uncomfortable. It anyway. And that's that's the that's the difficult thing. Yeah. And so um, I'm just seeking out the uncomfortable, I suppose. I don't know what that, I genuinely I was I just going to say, you're going to have to be more fucking specific than I don't, this I, on yeah, my podcast. I don't know what that looks like. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at things and thinking, I'd quite like to try that. I, I'm shit at that. I'd yeah. quite like to try that. Food photography, I'm trying to do more of. Yeah. Because I look at my stuff and I'm like, I really enjoy doing it I feel shit at it yes so I'll, I'll try a bit more of that uh, probably anything involving a camera I'm like I, I feel shit at that I feel shit at that <sighs> so exci- I'll probably try a bit of for that for some reason that's exciting me yeah it's ex- it yeah. is exciting it's, it's an anxious excitement but um, anything like that just so you know if you do do a cool along yeah I did one with this guy I can't remember his name but he has a really successful restaurant called The Man Behind the Curtain it's like mm-hmm. a Michelin star place and in lockdown, we got a lot of these recipes because Michelin star restaurants were sending out recipe packs where you just, the, the, the kind of, so you'd get like a Wellington off Ramsey. It was already made. You just had to cook it really, right? Ramsey, yeah. I mean, obviously he's not making it. And there was this one guy, his restaurant's called The Man Behind the Curtain. And uh, he did he did a live cook along on Instagram. I fucking hated it. Did you? I don't think I've ever been so stressed in my life. Oh. Because you know what I'm like when I cook, right? Sometimes I do cook. Do you know if it saves the time? Yeah. 
like I'll have to do the exact. There's this like, no, just wait until it's, I'm like, no, it needs to be the exact time. So it'll be like par by list for three minutes. I've got a three minute stopwatch here. Then I'm cooking something else and I've got the stopwatch on my phone going. Yeah. And then I have Stressful. to get, have to find Leslie's phone and put the t- I hated it. Yeah. Bacon's not like that though, is it? it yeah, it depends. It depends. Bacon, it can you be. don't really have more than one thing going on at a time quite a lot though, you, do you? Yeah, you do. Depends oh, do what you're you making, but you do and I and, and I cook a lot of savory foods as well. So it depends. And I think that's that's it. It's so for me, I used to be like that in the kitchen. Yeah. And I'm everything not saying you're to gonna be, love it. Everything has to be like a military operation per, for me. It's got to be perfection. It's got yeah. to be like a military. Yes. Thing. The time. The time, I don't know what it, it's only the time. I used to be like the that. The weights and that, I'm not that bothered about. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a few extra grams, don't matter. Yeah. But if it's the time, I'm like, no, the time has to be yeah. exactly the time. I used to be like that. Yeah. And and for me, it was... And it got baggy? Yeah, then it got, it got baggy. baggy with time. <laughs> it got baggy It got baggy, baggy cooking, time. baggy bacon. And I just thought, you know what? It doesn't really matter. And everyone's oven's different anyway. They vary 25 degrees Celsius. And check this out. The oven in the apartment that I'm staying in yeah. also does microwaving. Yeah. I was like, they exist. no fucking mm-hmm. way. Hey, question for you. Mm-hmm. I tried to figure this out this morning. If I'm microwaving something, does it matter if the ball's plastic or whatever? I think as long as it's microwave safe. Will it microwave faster in something than oh, something else? Okay. Because um, I tried I, to cook it in like a porcelain, like a China fucking bowl. Yeah. Your description's not the best, is it? I tried to cook scrambled legs in a China bowl and it in didn't. It hardly moved. I. That is disgusting. Is it? Oh, microwavable scrambled eggs. No, thank you. No, you're not having no, that. No, I'm not having that. Are you not? Not personally, I'm not having that. No, I've eaten a lot worse, but <laughs> not have. Just... How else do you fucking do them? Just on a on a pan with oh, some nah, butter. Yeah, you have to clean the pan. Yeah, you have to clean Microwave the pan. Microwavable cooked egg. No, you're yeah. not having that. No, I'm not having that. Maybe. I'm not coming around to you for like breakfast. Just, I feel like I've let you down here. <laughs> Shit. So I put milk in. Yeah. I put milk in. I yeah. put the egg in. Yeah. <laughs> you don't put milk in scrambled eggs. I do, but just the thought of it curdling inside a microwave. <laughs> no, I mean, you do get the fl- you do get the sloppy bit in the middle yeah, you actually. Do, yeah. But mm. I tried to do it in a porcelain or a china thing, and mm. it took ages, and then I put it in a plastic thing, and it was fine. Probably what contracts heat better. Is that the worst question you've ever been asked? I mean, I don't really know in terms of a microwave. I don't use a microwave that often. I've I haven't owned a microwave in six years. I haven't owned a TV in six years. Really? Yeah, apart from where I'm living now, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Is that, that must be up there one of the worst questions you've ever been asked. No, it's not at all. Is no, it not? it's not at all, no. What is the worst question you've ever been oh, asked on a podcast? I don't know if I can say it out loud. Oh, please. <laughs> no, I genuinely please. don't know. <laughs> Why? Because I might be listening. No, not at all. I don't know. I don't know. What the, 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 not the worst question, but one that always, I feel a bit nauseous answering it is like, oh, so tell us, you know, tell, tell us a bit about you. And I'm oh, sat there, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know me. <laughs> when do you want to know? know? What or, do you want to know from? What do you want to know? When exactly, from? Exactly. Yeah. I'm well, not I... very good at speaking about myself often. Yeah. So I'm trying to be better at that. I'm still trying to get my head around. I'm still trying to get what's next out of you. I, I don't know. Do you know? That's the thing. And someone actually on a, on a podcast the I was on the fu- other week. We've got a baggy future as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They said to me, they're like, so what's, you know, what's, you know, you've achieved this, this, and this. What's next on your like hit list? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mitch, you know what? I don't know. And yeah. I came away, and I was like, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to think about that because if you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. So I genuinely don't. I know what feels good. I know yeah. what I like to do. Sick. So I know what I want to do more of, and what makes me feel uncomfortable, and where I want to grow. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what that looks like, is that the same as Nigella Lawson, Mary Berry? I don't know. I can't put a 
I have to break all your fingers if you're going to be like Mary Berry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's. I don't want to be like anyone who's already out there. I yeah. want to be the best. It's version. quite a hard thing in the cooking thing, isn't it? And like there's loads of things that. that I don't even know exist. So you know, working with premium brands to do their content, to do mm. their nice pictures, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Another book, maybe. Sick. Events, live events, maybe. This is what I would, that was kind of what I was hoping that you'd come out with. Yeah. How would live events work? I don't really know. I suppose, I can imagine them, everyone need a kitchen station, wouldn't they? Yeah. Really, because I don't want. Like I don't like. Off in there. Yeah, I don't like the thought of, and I could be wrong, but I don't like the thought of, say, two hundred people coming to one event where I've got a kitchen. While well, you're up. cooking and they're yeah, watching. Yeah, that wouldn't. That's not good for me. Who the fuck's gonna? <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy. Who's it. gonna? It happens. Wow. It happens. Having said that, you know, if you're watching on TV, yeah, why the fuck would you watch it in person? Exactly. What's my friend Chris Ramsey's doing a fucking tour of him and Rosie? Yeah, it's had, all these chefs are doing tours. Doing live a tours, they're doing just doing a, a fucking podcast. Yeah, with, with thousands of they've sold out Wembley fucking arena. Yeah, in twenty four hours. Mm. Who it's watches a thing. that? I don't know. It's a thing. But I'm like, I would love to do... I mean, they're funny in that. Yeah. See, I would love to do live events where there's maybe 20, 50, I don't know how many, a smaller number yeah. of kitchens where people can come see, to I these come like more intimate events. As long as there were six or seven clocks. Yeah. Have... <laughs> <laughs> There'll time. be clocks all around. Yeah. <laughs> a very kind of like where you can actually go in person and have an experience yes. and walk away with good food yes. and goodie bags and have a chat around or everything outside of food as mm -hmm. well. That's what I would love. Well, do you know now you just said that? Yeah. Opposite our office in South Shields, they yeah. have a place called Star Bakers where kids come and bake. And I'm sure there's like 10, 20 kids. I'd do can that. Go along. Yeah, I'd happily do that. Well, welcome to South Shields. Yeah. <laughs> Stop yeah. for a curry on the way. I don't know. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I, I'd Nina like. had a birthday party there. Mm. But I think. You'd be very limited in what you could, what we you could, could do. Make but there's definitely loads of different ovens. Scrambled eggs with a bit of milk in the microwave, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with that Danish toast because there's only 55 calories a slice. When that's you... but that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, I'd like to do. That excites me. That like it petrifies me, but it excites me a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. something along the lines of that, maybe. I, no, I really, really don't know. I don't know what they do with that Bake Off tent the rest of the fucking year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Where's all that gear? That be? Where are they putting all that gear? <laughs> let's hire that out. Luke will be able to find that out. I'm sure he would. Yeah. I'm sure he's probably part See of it. See, heard it. <laughs> See, heard it here first. Lucy, I wonder what would you call Some it? Kind of Bake Off. Uh, get baked, probably. I get a bit of a slap uh, on the wrist when I call it that, though. Nah, yeah. Who off? Uh, Your mum? No, no, not my mum. It's, you know, it's a bit of a. I, people always joke from like, oh, is that like a tongue in cheek? you know reference get baked because you like to bake with other like special brownies and stuff oh, I'm like quest. no genuinely what a great quest. well look I'm, I know I'm like genuinely it's tongue in cheek I'm like genuinely no it's that I don't like if I want to melt my face off I go to yoga yin <laughs> <laughs> I love it uh, Lucy Lord where can uh, the listeners the watchers find out more about you and your marvellous self the bakes um, on www.lordlucy.com lordlucy.com is your website that's my Instagram handle as well Um, and then I've got Supper Club which is my weekly email that goes out talk to me about Supper Club because I'm, I'm, so, I feel like I should be in it now yeah you should be in it I've yeah. got a good read section at the bottom as well oh have you? yeah so I put out oh, I, mean, I, I mean, wanted a way to reach out to people where I could share new recipes rather than just put it on a website and be like it's on the blog it's on the blog yeah. I wanted a website where I could put 
a weekly email out and have the recipe and then I know also loads of have people in it as well do you i do know loads I love of people it. in it it's I... good it's got about thirty-five thousand yeah. in it now which is Has really it? good and i do it all Shit. it's all free it's Dr. mike's free. in it i know that yes i love Dr. Dr. Mike. mike's a big and fan of the lord he, stuff yeah he loves to make a good bake i've actually I've, there's a couple of recipes i've crowned just for him really he's like i'm looking for a lemon drizzle i'm like there's none on there dr <laughs> mike but if i'm making one for anyone i'll make it for you um, so we'll have, to put, we'll have to pull that up as well. Yeah, I'm pull looking, that out. Mike, Dr. Mike is currently looking for a lemon drizzle. Well, he's got one now. I've made oh, him got one. one Back now. off. <laughs> We're doing a gingerbread one next, I think. Gingerbread's but delicious. Love, that's what I love is people replying and being like, oh, hey, I'm looking for a cherry bakewell recipe. I'm like, oh, I've never made one of those. Have Let's, you made a cherry bakewell recipe? Uh, I've made a cherry bakewell blondie, like a blondie slice, like a, a white brownie. They are really good. They are really good. Um, so I made this this newsletter once a week that has a new recipe and mm-hmm. a lot of the recipes come from the feedback of people in Supper Club like yeah. Dr. Mike being yeah. like I'm making a sticky ginger cake do you have one? Yeah. Like, fuck no I don't I'll make yeah. one um, and then I've got a section called Brain Food which yeah. is where I put like I listened to this podcast I loved it I read this book I loved it I heard this quote I loved it oh, sick. and then I have a quote I'm pondering at the bottom which is oh, something nice. I've heard that week yeah. that I might put in there Yeah, and then a good Riesling as well and then a good Riesling good Riesling as well here's one for you about puddings yeah. So in our house, you know, kids often say funny things. Mm-hmm. Nina once said that at school, she had a stiffy toffee pudding. Oh. Right? right? So we have this running joke in our house that's a stiffy toffee pudding. Max has got a stiffy, all this I've kind of stuff. I've not got right? a stiffy toffee pudding right? yet. So I'll put that on something. <laughs> Check this out. We're in Name a restaurant. We're in a restaurant the other week, right? All four of us are in. Leslie asked the waiter no. for a stiffy toffee pudding. Oh, no. Was she doing it on purpose? Or was it like a Freudian slip? <laughs> she said it by accident. Can I order the stiffy toffee pudding? And everyone we all just burst out laughing. And the waiter was like, I've never seen, it was the colour of those, oh, bright those chairs. Red, I, I, and then it was a posh restaurant oh, as well. It was well. a posh restaurant. I, stiffy toffee pudding. I was creased. That's my favourite dessert. Sti- uh, sticky Is it? Pudding. Yeah. Nearly I nearly well. said it then. Yeah, I'm screwed <laughs> now. Sticky toffee it's pudding Nina's is my favourite favorite uh, It's Nina's favourite yeah. stiffy toffee. But I don't, ha- I don't have a stiffy toffee pudding in my, in my stuff. How could yet. you make it better? Well, that's it. It's not always about making it better. It's making it more of what I want. So mm. like caramel slices, for example, like you might think Greg's offcuts are the best caramel slices. Yes. But I'm like, I like my caramel ratio. Like I like a three, like a, a one chocolate, three caramel, two shortbread. I'm all about the caramel for me personally. Other people might hate that. So I make it the way I like it. And then I share that out. And other weirdos like me are like, I like that as well. I'm like, so join that's, a, that's the that's the. Detail you go down to. I like a three to two ratio of caramel to... Yeah, of my caramel to shortbread to chocolate, yeah. Really? If it's one to one to one, I'm not interested. I don't think I get that. See, that's uh, why you love it and I, I don't. I can't, I can't. Now when I eat out, I went for breakfast this morning, I can't have a dish. I can't read a food magazine. I can't do anything without picking it apart and being really? like, this is what I like. I want that bit. Yeah. I don't like this. If I was making it, I'd change that. Yeah. I wonder how it would be with rosemary instead of thyme. It's just conversations about food in my head the whole time. It's brilliant. Have you been to Harrods Food Hall yet? I have. Mate. I love it. Do you know what? I just the about, experience. I spent a fucking stack of money I there bet. yesterday. Just yeah. the experience of walking around though. I just love it. I it's, just absolutely love it. It's tremendous. I bought uh, macarons. Yeah. We love a macaron in the yeah, motels. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. I bought uh, these little truffle things. They had a coconut yuzu one that I love. And then I bought, we only normally get these in Dubai, um, like chocolate covered dates. Oh, they're or the incredible. Date with a marzipan in the middle. 
or a date Big with like a... Big date. Oh, mate. Yeah. Uh, with a o- slice of orange peel straight. Oh. So in Oman, they used to just eat those by the palmfuls. Well, they have them in the... I remember the first time I went to Dubai, they had them in like the hotel reception. Yeah. You could just go and get them. Yeah. But then there's these, there's a there's a company that's like a really posh company and they do loads of different kinds. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that like that for me, whenever I go anywhere, I base my entire trip around food. I love it. I really? absolutely love it. Yeah. Whereas most people, not most people, but some people just can't. It's just well, here's an interesting thing for you. Where in in lockdown, we came to London quite a bit, me and Mark, because well, some podcast studios were still open, so we did podcasts with James Haskell, we did one with Darren, we did who else? When Courtney, we did one with, and and we <laughs> two days before we come to London, he'd be like, "Why are you on Deliveroo?" <laughs> I'm like, well, we don't have Deliveroo, you know, in South Wales. No, Shields. I can't get Deliveroo. I Can you not? Moment. No, so not So I'm on Deliveroo two days before we come to London and decide what I'm going to have for dinner. Yeah. Delivered. Yeah. It's smart. I, I think I'm getting like that as well. No, I love it though. I love plan. I mean, but again, I, it's a baggy, it's a baggy plan. I'm like, I quite like Hakkasan, <laughs> but if I can't get into Hakkasan, the world's not over. I'm not a piece of shit for it. No, it delivers to you. It comes to your house. Oh, yeah, see, oh, it comes I, to your spot. I didn't know it was amazing. Until you know the only problem? Do you know the problem I did? Problem I had was I took the lids off yeah. to take photos and I left them off. Oh. So by the time it's like seven different things, you know, like yeah. seven different courses. The steak was cold by the time we got to the end. You need to go in there to eat. You need to have the full Hakkasan experience. And it's only in, it's not far away. I, I think don't they have two now. I can't remember. I think it's almost in Knightsbridge or something. Yeah. Something like that. But you need to go in for the full experience because for me, nothing replicates the experience of, of doing it. You've been it, a Nobu before. Nobu? Yeah. <laughs> What do you call Nobu. it? <laughs> you called it Nobu. <laughs> Nobu's way I've, cooler than I, Nobu. Do you know, I've never been to Nobu. <gasps> Mate. No, I think they have one in Ibiza, which I might got have one, been to in Bodhi. I think it's in Marbella now. Is it? It's oh, Mar- yeah, been There's to one, one in Marbella, and there's one, the been one that we've been to was in the Atlantis in Dubai. Yeah, no, And there's one here. Yeah. They've got this uh, blackened cod that will blow your head off. Really? Ah, that yeah. kind of stuff that I just love. And they've love. got a, meat, a, a a matcha tea ice cream as well. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah, delicious. Phenomenal. Japanese food is just insane, isn't it? It is. Lush, but likewise, yeah. like we went somewhere near Deering in Clapham for Mexican, and it's just a cheap and cheerful, yeah. probably a chain. And I just loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. It's just simple food done well. Yeah, we could just talk about food all day. And I also, asked you the closing question about twenty minutes ago. What was it? Where, What's where next? Where can everyone find out more oh, about this? Out. <laughs> oh, that's like the closing question, isn't it? <laughs> so where do we go again? All the W's. All the W's. I feel 100 years old saying yeah. that. <laughs> um, com website, Supper Club is part of that. You can subscribe on there. Um, Lord Lucy's handle on Instagram. I think that's it, really. <laughs>